Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back once again to Flea Flicker. I'm your host, John O'Mary, and uh, it is hard to believe when I started this podcast in late June, I never thought I would get this far, but this is my 50th episode. Uh, once again, as I'm usually start with all my podcasts, I want to thank those uh, who, especially the viewers that have been with me from day one, I want to thank you for continuing to listen, listening to the to my podcast, and I uh, hope to continue to come on back. And for those newer viewers that are listening for the very first time, I want to say thank you for stopping by, and I hope you stay. Uh, looking at the uh, my demographic, I guess you could say, wait, uh, most of my people listening to the podcast come from the good old uh, USFA, and there have been a few that have come from Germany. Now, for those German, for my German fans, I understand that you'll be getting a football game over in, in uh, Germany. I believe, I believe that was it the Green Bay Packers. I believe are playing are going to play at some point this year in Germany. Uh, congratulations to the country of Germany for uh, getting the, NF, the NFL there. I know at one time there was uh, European football that was there uh, in Frankfurt, and I do want to thank. Uh, my viewers in Germany. I know uh, I got viewers from Canada. I want to thank my Canadian contingency as well. And uh, hopefully I want to strike, like I said, I want to broaden my horizons. I want to get out there. I've had people from Thailand, United Kingdom, or just a few other countries. Uh, I want to say for those, I want to thank them for listening to my podcast. And uh, again, I want to go further, further out. It doesn't matter what country, country you come from. I want you to listen listen on the podcast. Come on, you know, come on aboard. But enough of that. I want to jump right into there's been more news and here the last few days more news comes out and we'll jump on the very first subject and that is Carson Wentz is now in Washington. As the Washington traded with the Indianapolis Colts, I believe he got a third round pick in this year's draft and next year's draft. For Carlson wins. Now, a lot of experts have believed that it was a bad deal for for Washington because Wins has been a very consistent player. Uh, one of the biggest reasons that Carlson was traded was he, he couldn't come up big. Now, granted, he had some moments for the Colts last year. He had some good games with the Colts, and he had some bad games. Carlson's been inconsistent for the last few years now. He has not been the same player since that since that run the Philadelphia Eagles took to the Super Bowl. And Carlson Wentz played very well at MVP-like numbers for Carlson Wentz in that year. He was played the first, I believe, 11 or 12 games. He got hurt. Nick Foles steps in, and as they say, the rest is history. Well, since then, Carlson has been on the, on the downside. When the Colts got him for the Eagles last year, they thought Frank Wright could bring it out of him. And Frank Wright couldn't do that. So I guess you could say that the Colts made a bad deal in picking up Carson Wentz. If you want to say that. Again, one year and the Colts. Colts have a good football team, but now they're going through their what? They've been going through that fifth quarterback in five years now. Yeah, and they've had a hard time getting quarterbacks since Andrew Luck has since he abruptly retired. You have Andrew Luck, Jacoby Brissett, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and now you'll have a, another quarterback. 
Now, there's been a buzz, rumors going around that maybe the Colts might be interested in one Jimmy Garoppolo. Now, Jimmy's stock is probably taking a little bit of a hit because of the shoulder surgery he had here recently. And I think he can't throw for the first 16 weeks, I believe, after that. But you know how the you know how technology is nowadays and people uh, 30 years ago have a torn ACL they, their careers build with and you have a torn ACL now and you could be sitting out maybe eight, nine months or up to a year and be back. So that's modern technology for you. But you never know, Jimmy could be throwing a ball before the 16-week period. Jimmy could be throwing a ball after nine or ten weeks for all we know. But we'll see, you know, I I don't know. I mean, right now, I don't I don't know if I see Jimmy Garoppolo with the Colts. They do need a quarterback. Then again, the quarterback pool is getting is kind of fading. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is returning to Green Bay Packers, which is no surprise to me. I thought he would. Russell Wilson, he's now a Denver Bronco. And, of course, we all know about the Deshaun Watson situation. And hopefully that's at some point might get – at some point they're supposed to be going to trial or doing some kind of deficit, and hopefully they will get that maybe situated once and for all. Uh, word out of there is uh, Deshaun Watson might – could be a Carolina Panther. There's a rumor going around about that. But Wentz – Wentz came in as a second overall pick in the draft. The Eagles traded up for him. Like I said, Wentz, Wentz, had, they, Wentz's career didn't get off to such a bad start. But it's, it's just since that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl run by the Eagles, when he got hurt, Wentz to me was just, he was just never the same. Wasn't the same player. And the thing about the Colts is it's sad for the Colts. I believe Darius Leonard, their uh, star linebacker, has come out. Has come out. He's he has said the same, same situation. You know, five quarterbacks in five years. Again, the Colts. The Colts defense is underrated. A lot of people don't talk about the Colts defense, but it's a pretty, pretty solid defense. The front office has done an outstanding job, you know, building that defense. But the problem is, the quarterback spot has been suspect. And you think about this, the receiving core, other than Pittman, there's not much, there's the receiving core's not hitting on much. I like John, I love me some Jonathan Taylor. Taylor made it be a strong case last year, but he was maybe the best running back in the league last year. Now, if Derrick Henry had gotten hurt, Derrick Henry probably would have had that title. But Jonathan Taylor did a heck of a job, and he certainly. And he certainly will be the focal point of that offense next year. Now, you can speculate about if they'll go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, what they do? Are they going to sign Teddy Bridgewater as a stopgap? What are they going to do? Go get Blaine Gabbitt? I mean, right now, your quarterback situation is getting, is dwindling. I don't see, in Deshaun Watson, I, don't, I do not see him popping up with the Colts and being traded within their own division. I just don't see that happening. Another guy that's out there is Jameis Winston. But Jameis Winston, he's going off of a torn ACL. So, it's hard to say. 
I don't know. It's going to be hard to figure out what the Colts are going to do at quarterback. The best option is Jimmy Garoppolo right now. Do you draft a quarterback? Do you feel comfortable with a quarterback in this draft? And again, maybe that was Washington's thing. Maybe they weren't comfortable enough with the quarterbacks in this year's draft. Maybe they thought Carson Wentz was better. Now, some of the NFL experts have said that maybe Washington jumped the gun. Well, I can tell the experts this. I'm not saying Carson Wentz is a, a, a the greatest pick in the world for Washington. I'm not saying that. But you got to look at it. They won't go get Aaron Rodgers anyway. They failed to get Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, Jimmy's got a bad shoulder right now. I mean, did you want to get Teddy Bridgewater? Did you want to take a chance on uh, James Winston and hope his ACL? What do you do? Bring back Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, guys, let's, let's be honest with you. There wasn't many options out there. And again, maybe Washington felt deep down inside that Carlson was better than those quarterbacks that were coming out of this year's draft. Now, with that being said, Maybe they got enough confidence. Maybe they see something in Carlson that the Colts are not seeing. Now he goes to a, he goes to an offense that's an offensive line that's not bad. It's not too bad. Still can use a few things here and there, but it's not bad. There's no Jonathan Taylor in the back here, but Antonio Gibson played well last year, and to me, it's a scary thought. He played well and he was hurt. And I can't imagine if Gibson was completely healthy. And to be honest with you, I think Terry McClain would be an awesome, it would be a good guy for Wentz to throw to. Logan Thomas. Now, Logan Thomas is, is, is an underrated tight end. Now, maybe if Curtis Samuel can stay healthy for a full 16 games or 17 games this season, I should say, maybe. Maybe we got something. Maybe you have something there. But to be honest with you, Maybe, you know, Washington probably has a strategy. With their first pick, with their first round pick, maybe they go bulk up the offensive line. Of course, uh, experts believe that. Another possibility is a wide receiver. And that's not a bad spot because you need some, you need to be a, you need a consistent number two to go along with Terry, Terry McLean. So we'll see. But I'm thinking the reason they got Carson Wentz is because they have a strategy in the draft. Maybe an offensive lineman receiving the first round pick. In the second round, maybe they, maybe they go get some secondary help. Now, again, what's coming out today is Landon Collins is going to be waived, save some you know salary cap space. Now, Landon could wind. Landon Collins may wind up somewhere else, and he probably will wind up somewhere else for some league minimum. It would not be a high risk for somebody to take a chance on. I mean, Landon is still not a bad football player. He still has probably, I think, a little bit of juice left in him, and I think he could certainly help somebody help somebody out. He could probably help a nice little team that's on the verge of in the playoff in the playoff chase this coming year. But I think at the end of the day, I think basically that's what Washington did. They have a strategy. They figure we're just going to trade for Carlson Wentz, maybe the first round, we get the offensive lineman or receiver. Maybe the second round, we do 
maybe, maybe we get a receiver in the first round, an offensive line in the second round, or vice versa. That's going to happen. The one possibility is I can see them going out and getting a cornerback. Now, there are some decent cornerbacks in this year's draft, and one of them might fall. Maybe they go ahead and take a chance and get one of those cornerbacks. That's a possibility, too. But like I said, I really believe that they have a strategy. And Wentz, maybe they felt Wentz was better than, you know, what would what they've gotten in the draft. Now, some experts had him taking uh, Pickett from the University of Pittsburgh. Some experts had him doing that. I mean, that was possible. I could certainly see that. But to be honest with you, the options kind of dwindled. No Aaron Rodgers to pick from. Russell Wilson got traded to Denver. You tried there and you failed there. But do you really think Teddy Bridgewater would have been an upgrade? Do you, I mean, maybe they could have traded for Jimmy Garoppolo. But maybe they want to sit, sit around and find out about Jimmy's shoulder. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston is dinged up. You have a, torn, a guy has a torn ACL. And you have a guy that probably would have been a one year, another one year gap player. Maybe you sign, let's say you sign Bridgewater. Okay, let's say you got draft Pickett. Well, Bridgewater probably would start this year. Pickett would be the future. Now, that's not, that's not to knock, knock, you know, that's not to knock Heineke. Heineke played, he, he did the best he could. Heineke proved that he could be he could be a viable a viable quarterback in this league. I believe he could be a solid backup quarterback for Washington. If he need, if he needs to step in, play a couple of games, he could do that. But Heineke's not a team, he's not a guy that's gonna take you to the playoffs. He's not a guy that's gonna really take you deep into the playoffs, I should say, or even get you to the Super Bowl. I just don't think he's that type of guy. But I know the experts are scratching their head. They're saying, well, what was Washington thinking? Well, when you think of it, like I said, look deep. There wasn't any options. And I didn't see Washington going out and reaching out and trying to get to Sean Watson. I think that was had been asked, and I think that was taken out of the equation. <laughs> but like I said, the experts want to bust want to crack on Washington. They figured that maybe they, the trade might have been too steep. Maybe the, they could have held out for maybe Jimmy Garoppolo. And then again, well, I mean, Washington didn't want to take that chance. Maybe Washington's got in from some kind of inside information that maybe Jimmy could not, Jimmy might not be ready by, let's say, camp. Maybe, yeah, it might go into preseason. Maybe show will hurt him going into the season. You never know things like this happen in the world of football. But we'll see. At the end of the day, we'll see. Was it a good deal? Was it a bad deal? Well, I guess we'll find out this coming season if Washington made the right call. The Colts didn't make the right call last year. And I do not know. Who knows? And a lot of people, a lot of experts feel that Washington made the bad call once again. And you think the funny, the, the ironic thing is, Wentz gets to face the Eagles twice this year, and I believe the Colts are on the 
Washington schedule, if not mistaken. Funny, that's kind of ironic, isn't it? But we'll see. Good deal, bad deal. Did they reach? I think in this situation, Washington didn't have a choice. They looked around. Options were not looking good for them. Looking good. I guess the situation that you, you had to do what you got to do. Since we're on the subject of uh, trades, what about the, uh, the trade today? Now, I believe, I'm not mistaken, I believe the deal is, has been finalized. The Los Angeles Chargers have now picked up one Khalil Mack. Now, I believe it was for the, what, the Chargers' second-round pick of this year's draft and what, a sixth-round pick, I believe, next year. I believe that's what the case was. When you talk about, in, in hindsight, if you take a look at that, I believe maybe the Chargers have stole, have stole a deal. When you take a look at this now, the Chargers, I believe the Chargers had to do something. Because let's be honest with you, Denver went out and pulled out the deal and got Russell Wilson. You think about it, the Chargers had to put pressure on quarterbacks. You're in the same division, which now, in my opinion, AFC West may be the best division in football right now. You bring in Khalil Mack, you hope Joey Bosa can stay healthy for a full 17 games. I mean, that has combined 70-some sacks. There's some ridiculous amount of number between those two guys. Maybe not the same sacks, maybe a lot, a lot of maybe 70, 80 quarterback pressures for just off of those two guys alone. That's simply, simply amazing. But you think about it. Now the Chargers, the Chargers, quietly, you go ahead and get, you bring back Mike Williams. Mike had a good year last year. Certainly the best year of his career. You bring him back three years, $60 million. You still got a, a, a young receiving core. Granted, you got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, but you got receivers behind them that are young, have some upside. I've never been sold on the Chargers' offensive line. I still not. You've got a good, got one of the better running backs in the league, and one Austin Eckler. You've got a good young quarterback in Justin Herbert, who the first two years in the league has played extremely well. The Chargers has always had something have always had decent defensive players on that team. But for some reason, it can never put it together. Now you got like I, I you gotta like it. I mean now you add Mac, you got Bosa now, Derwin James, Santi Samuel Jr. I mean, the Chargers are, yeah, and Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma a couple years ago. I mean, this defense, slowly but surely, is starting to be pretty pretty decent. And to me, if the Chargers' defense could ever, could ever live up to some potential, it could be one of the better defenses in this league if it could ever live up to its potential. And that's a huge issue. But you think about it. The Chargers had to do what they had to do. You think about it. Patrick Mahomes in the division. Russell Wilson's now in the division. And you still got Derek Carr. 
you got quarterbacks in that in that division are second to none. Top-notch quarterbacks. Heck, you can have top ten quarterbacks, even some some might say. You can have three of the top ten quarterbacks in that division. And I don't fault and I don't fault it. And I don't fault the Chargers at all. I think Chargers is a great deal. Now I know the Bears, the Bears have got a new regime. They've got a system they want in place. And I'm sure trading Cal- I'm sure trading Khalil Mack is gonna free up some money. Maybe they can put that money towards bringing in some offensive line help for one Justin Fields. Maybe it helps you get a second receiver to go along with Daryl Mooney. But again, you know, you think about it. Michael Mack, he was hurt some of last year. Probably had the, maybe had the worst season in his career. I don't think his numbers were bad, but they were not Cleo Mack-like numbers. But I believe the Chargers, again, Chargers did an excellent deal. Nice pickup for him. I don't think they had a choice. They figured, well, if Denver is going to bring in Russell Wilson, we need to step up our game. We need to go get somebody. Well, we went out and got Cleo Mack. And Cleo will do some serious work if he's, if he's completely healthy. He's going to terrorize Apache Mahomes. He will get her. He will get to Derek Carr. He will get to Russell Wilson. Putting pressure on a quarterback. I believe the Chargers, they were, their stats were not that good on putting pressure on a quarterback last year. And that's something they need, they wanted to upgrade this offseason. Well, they certainly did with Khalil Mack. So I don't fault I don't fault the Chargers. The Chargers, I don't fault them for what they did. The Chargers did what they had to do. And to be honest with you, the sixth the six round pick of next year's draft, that's nothing what to really. But the second round pick of next year's draft, who knows what the Chargers, Chargers would have done with that pick. But it's a good deal for the Chargers. And the Bears, the Bears, they're trying to find their way. And to be anybody in NFC North now that Aaron Rodgers is back, now that Devontae Wyman, Devontae Adams is now coming back at least for one more year. For Green Bay, it's Super Bowl bust. And to be honest with you, with the talent Green Bay's got, I just don't think nobody's going to beat them in that division. And all Chicago's doing, freeing up money. Adding draft picks, trying to build a team around one Justin Fields. But in LA, the Charger fans, they're pumped, they're excited, and I'm sure Chargers and their players, they're pumped that Cleo Mack is on his way. But for Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Derek Carr, they're probably shaking their heads. Now they have to worry about Joey Bosa and Cleo Mack. 
good luck with that. Now, we gotta talk about there's been a buzz go around the Carolina Panthers that they're taking offers, listing offers, I should say, from William Christian McCaffrey. And I believe they won a first round pick for him. Now, there's other than Christian McCaffrey, there's a lot of guys that have been thrown out there as trade bait. Uh, I know I've heard, I've heard one today that the Seattle Seahawks will probably take uh, offers for Tyler Lockett. They traded Russell Wilson. They released Bobby Wagner. There's a couple names. I know there's a couple names. All names have been thrown out there as possible. Um, Collins, the offensive tackle for the Dallas Cowboys. I've heard that he is going to be the the listening listening trade offers for him. Now he is a pretty pretty decent pretty decent tackle, and I'm sure somebody could certainly use. Name a team that's really couldn't use offensive line help. There's plenty of teams out there that could use his services. He's been kind of hurt, injured prone the last couple of years, but when he's healthy, he's been a pretty decent, pretty decent lineman. I mean, let me see. What was it? What is that read? I read somewhere you talked about trade bait. Uh, Amari Cooper. We talked about that uh, a few episodes ago. There's one report that I heard today that, uh, at least I read, that the Cleveland Browns were interested in his services, and somebody had a uh, rumor going around that, uh, what was it, Harrison Bryant, the tight end, who was more like a third-string tight end for the Cleveland Browns. He was drafted a few years ago, and I believe they were shipping third round pick, I believe, if I read it correctly, in exchange for Amari Cooper. Now, Brian was a, was a uh, like I said, drafted a few years ago. He was, he was a top tight end in that, in that draft. But, wouldn't end, but he suddenly kind of fell out of, he fell out of favor with the Cleveland Browns. He had a huke. He went out. He signed a was a hopper freaking free agency. The biggest thing is Brian, when you drafted Brian, Brian was kind of a lost soul. Now I've seen Brian play. Brian does have some does have some potential. Now Brian and Dallas wouldn't be bad if you think about it. Blake Jarwin is not gonna be there opening day. Now they they did they used franchise tag on Dalton Schultz, but that's for one year. Now, for example, if they can't make get a deal done with Dalton Schultz, he's gonna be gone. And then Harrison Bryant would step in if they made a deal. He would probably be the tight end in twenty twenty three. Now, honestly. I don't see the deal being made. I think it'd be a bad deal for Dallas if they made that deal. Now, for Cleveland, I'm sure they would do that deal all day long. Granted, you'd have to, yeah, granted, Cooper's worth $20 million this year. Now, they've got, they've got a receiver issue with Jar- with Jarvis Landry going on, where I think he's going to be worth $16 million. Yeah, and they talk about releasing him or trying to trade him. Now, I would like, I would love the combination of Cooper and Landry 
I won two points to help Baker Mayfield. Now, in the perfect world, that doesn't seem to be too shabby. Not too bad at all, really. To go with the running game, you might have something there for Cleveland. But I don't see that deal getting made if I'm Dallas. I don't make that deal anyway. If you go trade Cooper, you can certainly get more for Cooper, I would think, than that. But you go back to Christian McCaffrey. The last couple of years, Christian McCaffrey seems hardly to see the field. He was paid a lot of money. And since he got a contract, he's been kind of hurt. Now, Christian McCaffrey still productive. The scary part, he can still put a thousand yards on the ground and probably in the air. He could probably still do that, but can he stay there for a full 16 or 17 games? And would somebody be willing to give up a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey? As crazy as crazy as, as, as I'm going to say this, somebody probably would give a first round pick for Christian McCaffrey. Because you look what he's capable of doing for you. And I'm sure there's a lot of teams in this league that would love to have a guy like that on their team. I mean, it's simply amazing. Then again, in the NFL, running backs have become a dime a dozen. See, the running backs are not like the quarterbacks. If you you have to always, you have to somehow get a good quarterback or set your franchise back about a good 10 years. Well, you can hit and miss on a running back here and there, but it's not like the quarterback position. And we all know in the running game, the running backs, you can find one in the sixth round, and he could be a Hall of Famer. Carol Davis, prime example. I believe it was Elijah Mitchell from uh, the 49ers. He came in the sixth round. And there's just a lot. Will somebody, would somebody play that tag? Price tag? It depends on, It depends if they feel that they are that close to a Super Bowl. And I think that's where that's, that'd be something. You could go up and down. It's hard to go up and down everybody's roster. The Giants are not going to take them. They've already got one injured prone running back in Barkley. Do you think they want another one? Now, one odd possibility, what about the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, I got to say this. The Eagles had the top had the top running game this past year. But to me, Miles Sanders has never lived up to any big billing that they've had for him. Now, maybe, to be, to be honest with you, crazy as it sounds, and I, and I don't know about how much the contract that the Eagles would have to eat or whatever the case may be, but can you see him with Philadelphia? I can see him trading with Miles Sanders' first-round pick, and they've got three of them, and to be honest with you, let's say for sake of argument, because Philadelphia, I believe, has about three first-round picks this year. They can't afford it. Can you see it going maybe Sanders and a first rounder from McCaffrey? And maybe something like a third, maybe like a third round pick. I think that could be doable for Philadelphia, but again, I don't know if they hold. You know, Dallas is not going to take him. 
in Washington, I don't see Washington going. Green Bay doesn't need him. He's not going to Detroit. He's not going to Minnesota. And I don't see him going to Chicago. I don't, Atlanta could certainly use him, but that wouldn't make a lot of sense. Tampa Bay, well now there's a thought. Now Tampa Bay could use Christian McCaffrey. Your top three are next to go on the free agency. And they need something. But I don't see Tampa Bay really trading for him. Not saying they couldn't use him, because they could. But I don't see it. The Saints, they got Alvin Kamara. But with Kamara, you don't know. He's got legal issues he's going to be going through at some point in time. One possibility, what about the Arizona Cardinals? Their, their top two running backs are at free agency. Can you see Christian McCaffrey behind Kyler Murray? Interesting fit, man. Can you imagine, can you imagine they could pull that off and how awesome it would be? I mean, they would have McCaffrey to hand the ball off to. They would have D-Hop. But the second receiver spot would be something that has to work on, and they would need to work on a tight end spot because that Hurts is a free agent. Interesting fit there. And I don't see him going to Seattle because Seattle's in his rebuilding mode. You go to the AFC. Interesting possibility. What about the Miami Dolphins? The Dolphins need that big-name running back. McCaffrey would be that big-name running back. Interesting fit, though. I do like the Miami and McCaffrey. Tua needs help. McCaffrey would be a nice little, but I don't know. I don't see the Jets. I don't really see New England really doing anything about that either. Buffalo, I don't see Buffalo taking him, even though I think McCaffrey would be an upgrade over Singletary and Zach and Zach Moss. But I don't think that's 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 gonna happen. Then again, look at it, the Bengals are not gonna need him, Pittsburgh does not need him, Cleveland does not need him. The Ravens will have hopefully their top three running backs back here, so that's nothing. The Colts are not going to take him. The Titans are not going to take him. I don't see him. He's not going to Jacksonville nor Houston. Now, crazy sounds. What about the Kansas City Chiefs? It'd be an interesting scenario. I don't see him going to Kansas City because because this will be the third year for. Uh, Clyde Edward, Edwards Blair and he really has another two billing. I mean, do you trade do you trade Clyde? Do you trade Clyde in a first rounder? Something else, something else, and try to get McCaffrey. Now can you imagine if Kansas City would ever pull that off? Can you imagine Caffrey in that backfield? You talk about taking the pressure off of Patrick Mahomes, my gosh. I mean, Patrick Mahomes wouldn't have no 5,000-yard passing uh, season anymore. Well, then again, he might. Can you imagine McCaffrey being a, a pass, a, a weapon for him out of the backfield? That would, that would just, man, just, that kind of bottles the mind. It makes you kind of cringe a little bit. McCaffrey with the Chiefs. Don't think that's going to happen. But it's always nice to dream, right? I don't see him going to the Raiders. I don't see him going to the Chargers. And Denver, I don't see Denver. Denver's already paid a lot to get Russell Wilson, so I don't think that's going to happen. You start looking around at people, that teams that can beat him, that could be playoff contenders. Well, 
weird as it sounds, and I'm going to say this as weird as it can be, I would say the Philadelphia Eagles, because they do have three first-round picks, and they feel that Christian McCaffrey can give them an extra weapon to help Jalen Hurts out. Just saying it's an interesting thought. Kansas City, well, I like Christian McCaffrey better than I would Clyde Edwards-Aglaire. A possibility. The only other weird and odd possibility would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I don't see that. Crazy it sounds, I know Philadelphia, maybe Philadelphia Eagles, maybe Kansas City Chiefs. Just put it out there. I don't know. If it, I don't believe it's going to happen. My my thought is Christian will probably stay at Carolina Panther because I don't I don't know if there's going to be a team in the NFL that won't pay a first round draft pick for Christian McCaffrey. But again, you can never say never. You never know about the NFL. But again, I don't know if there's going to be a team out there that's going to want to trade, that's going to pay a high price tag for Christian McCaffrey. I know it's a first-round draft pick. And Christian McCaffrey, when he's healthy, we know what he can do, what he's capable of doing. And he can be a, a, a dangerous weapon for anybody in this league. But we'll see. You never know. But I guess he stays a Panther. But I'm just saying, if there is a possibility, Philadelphia Eagles, Kansas City Chiefs. Now, next thing I got to bring up is this. Now, now, how do you go about this one? Now, I guess you've heard the buzz. I know ESPN came out with this article that that Jerry Jones has a daughter that nobody knew about until today, I guess you could say, when the article came out, right? Now, here lately, now, the Dallas Cowboys, now, I know there was, in telling my age, and people who listen to this podcast knows what I'm talking about. Everybody knows the soap opera Dallas, right? The Ewings. Yet, Bobby, Bobby Ewing, the good son. Then you had Larry Hagman, who played J.R. Ewing. And everybody knows J.R. Ewing was the was the top villain for many, many years. Sometimes J.R. you know, I think it was many years ago, someone made a poll of who was the best villain in TV series history. Well, I believe J.R. Ewing, Larry Hagman, I believe got the top, top villain. Now, to me, I thought we were talking about the Dallas Cowboys, not Dallas Soap Opera. Now, Dallas Soap Opera's been off the air for many years. I know they did a revival of it a few years back. And unfortunately, unfortunately, the the great Larry Hagman, who played a great character in J.R. Ewing, he has passed away because of cancer a few years back. But the thing is, Dallas has been in the news for all the wrong reasons. Because it, it was, what was it, a few weeks back, or maybe a month ago, that the word was, of course, that uh, Bruce Dalrymple, who, who did work with the organization at one point in time, he was what, I guess you could say he was a peeping Tom, if you want to use that, use that, and he was 
looking in on some Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. They were undressing in their their own locker room. Of course, there was another report came out that whatever NFL draft draft room that he was looking up um, Jerry Jones's daughter's dress was using the phone. And now, and now we've got Jerry. Now we've got Jerry Jones. Has supposedly has supposedly has father a child. And his what was I think the story goes, if I'm not mistaken, the story goes like this that uh, that he paid the mother. Supposedly the story is that he paid the mother to keep. I guess you could say it was hush money to make the world that he didn't have a daughter. But now. All these years later, I believe his daughter is twenty-five years old. Uh, I, you know, I believe she lives in Washington D.C. and she works with a U.S. senator. I believe, I believe, I believe that's what the story was. I could be wrong on that. That's where she Jones. So he's not. So she's doing okay for herself, and now she's come out and said that Jerry Jones is her dad. And after Jerry Jones has paid hush money to her mother about keeping keeping it. Secret. Now I believe this. The, the uh, I believe the young lady's mother, at the time, she was going through a messy divorce. To my understanding, if I if I read the article correctly, and I believe her and Jerry were, I guess, were dating, and then, and then we can say, as you can say, the rest is pretty much pretty much history. Now. You know, it's for me. It's I don't know. You know, you, you always hear. Now, granted, I don't know much about the young lady. Never met her. Don't know anything about her other than what I've read in the articles. Now, I know, and I know athletes, and I'm sure athletes or owners. I'm sure they go through this stuff. You might not hear about it a lot, but you know that some players go through extortion. Now, wasn't there a story last year I think Dalvin Cook running back from the Minnesota Vikings, didn't he have some kind of somebody's extorting him for, for something for something or another? Now, you don't I'm not going to say the young lady is, do, is, is extorting Jerry. I'm not going to say that but of course, obviously, there's the, there's that one way to find out the old DNA testing, right? I'm sure. Well, you know, I'm sure it'll be interesting. I'm sure if people have got doubts, I'm sure she's going to suggest. I'm sure if she was smart enough, she would suggest. Well, Jerry's my dad. I want a DNA testing. I want it done now. If she comes out and says that, let's say Jerry says no to it. Then it kind of raises suspicion. Maybe Jerry knows something that maybe Jerry knows this young lady is correct. She needs to come out if she if she really is Jerry's daughter. She needs to come out there on the snap of a finger and say, "Hey, we got to do a DNA test. We're going to do it right now." Now, if Jerry denies it, then that kind of makes it look bad on Jerry. But as far as I know, the woman has not come out and say, "Hey, we need to do a DNA testing." Now, supposedly the but you know her birth certificate. I think the I think the father was 
question mark unknown I believe now if this if this is true this is not the if this all ends up being true the young lady happens to be Jerry Jones's daughter this does not look good for the Dallas Cowboys in general it doesn't look good on Jerry Jones not only as a human I mean it, it, well I should say yeah it doesn't look good for the human being if his father if his father's a child and he doesn't want nobody to know about it now Jerry supposedly has put put money aside you know for for her mother and her to live all to live off of now I guess it would look worse it would look worse if Jerry said you know screw you I'm not giving you a dime forget it now it would look worse on Jerry's it would look worse on his end if he didn't do that but Jerry did do that but the problem is it's it's kind of hard for me to it's hard for me to fathom that if Jerry had a daughter he didn't want anybody to know about it now I don't know the speculation is uh, you know I don't know I don't really know of course I, my math let me see the girl is 25 years old now I don't know how long yeah and I don't know how long yeah I don't know if Jerry was single at the time or whatnot I don't know the whole the whole story with that is I mean, I don't know now. Jerry was single at the time. He had this, yeah. He started dating this young, this woman. Yeah. Now, if Jerry was single, you know, it might not seem so bad coming from Jerry's perspective. But the thing is, now if Jerry was married, and then yeah, and then yeah, yeah, then that's different. Now I don't know how long. I don't really know how long. You know, Jerry Jones is married to his wife. I don't know how long. I'd have to really research that. But if that's the point, and Jerry was trying to hide this, and he had been married, and he tried to hide this, then that's going to make it, that makes it a lot worse. And now, I'm not a lawyer, but if he was married then, I can't imagine Mrs. Mrs. Jerry Jones, and, how, and if he was, had this they had this child can you imagine can you imagine what is that what is that old expression just gets half of everything that type of that type of thing well gosh what are the what are the Dallas Cowboys worth a billion dollars or something something like that wow can you imagine half or maybe of a billion dollars for Jerry Jones's net worth wow to me maybe you know I don't know Maybe that's why Jerry wanted to keep it on 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 the down on the download because of something like that. But it just it has not been a it has not been a good year for the Dallas Cowboys. You've got that scandal coming out about the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. Now you've got this out that Jerry has fathered a child and now has fathered a child. It's Again, like I said before, I mean, I don't know. I mean, what is this? The Dallas Cowboys have actually become the Dallas soap opera. 
when you think about it, I mean, think about it. What is he? I mean, is Jerry Jones becoming J.R. Ewing? Where is Mike McCartney? Is he Bobby Ewing? Or maybe Dak Prescott's Bobby Ewing? And of course, I mean, you know, I I did watch the show. I did watch the show a little bit. My mom was a big fan of the show. I don't think I got into it until like maybe years, years later. But I don't know. The Dallas Cowboys, they're starting to come, they're starting to come off as all of them starting to come off as J.R. Ewing in a way, a little bit, right? What is that big Stephen Jones? Like, hold on, maybe Stephen Jones is Bobby Ewing. I don't know. Maybe he's Cliff Barnes. Don't really know. Like I said, Dallas has had, a, has, had a, has had a tough time. They're trying to get on the salary cap. On Larry Cooper, he could very well be long. Could be gone before long. They got to trade this player. They might have to trade that player just to get on the cap. I don't know. I have to wonder. You know, for Jerry Jones' sake, I hope the story is not true for Jerry's sake. But if it all comes out to be true, and the young lady happens to be Jerry's daughter, then I am. You know, it's it, it. It's a bad thing. For, it's a, it's another black eye for the Dallas Cowboys. Again, for Jerry's sake, like I said before, I hope that's not the case. Because it's gonna look bad on Jerry. It's gonna look bad on. Well, I can't really say it's gonna look bad on his family, but it's gonna look really bad on Jerry. Jerry's already paid. The word is that they paid a bunch of money to keep the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders hush, which they denied. And Jerry's denying that this young lady is his daughter. Like I said before, the. The best way to get that is straighten away. Let's go do a DNA test. Let's go do one. Let's go do one right now. It's like if a young lady comes to me and says, "Well, you're the father of my child." I do a DNA test and look at split. I got two kids, and there's only two kids I claim because I know for sure, Jerry. Now Jerry's done a lot for the NFL. He's he's done a lot. He's brought a lot of money into this league. Jerry's a smart is a smart businessman. But for Jerry's for Jerry's sake, I certainly hope this is not true that he has fathered a child. And he didn't want nobody to know about it. And here I thought, here I thought that I was so proper. I thought it was done and over with. Maybe it's making a comeback. But it's making a comeback with the Dallas Cowboys. And I hate to say Jerry Jones, well, maybe he's become J.R. Ewing. Now, I'm gonna jump off the football thing for just a few a few seconds or a couple of minutes. Um I just read today, I believe the my very last episode, the of course the one that I we talked about Russell Wilson getting traded from the Broncos. I believe we discussed Aaron Rodgers' uh big contract 
and we talked about the Calvin Ridley and um, this is due to suspension because of a uh, gambling issue. Now I read on Twitter that it got a lot of feedback, it got a lot of views and uh, first of all for the for the people that did follow it on Twitter I do I do thank you a lot. Uh, I believe it was a Twitter I follow a few people on Twitter and they are um, they got a lot of podcasts you know, I kind of joined a podcast and the crew it's a very interesting crew I should say there's one gentleman that I followed uh, has got me hooked on other people's podcasts I really haven't had a chance to listen to other podcasters out there um, I know what it Skip Bayless here recently, as of a couple of weeks ago, could be wrong on that, has started a uh, solo podcast. And I've always respected with him and Shan Sharp and uh, Undisputed. And that's a great, great show. Colin Callahan, I've always been a big fan of his his stuff. He does excellent work. He knows what he's talking about. He's got his sources. His, um, but, going off of, but going off of that, I like to, I like to thank the people that did mention it or did text it tweeted it out there about the last episode uh like i said i'm not going to sit back and say that i ain't the best podcaster in the world far from it i've still got my weaknesses but i kind of enjoy doing what i'm doing this is the like i said before probably is the 50th episode that i've done it is hard it's hard to believe i mean i'm at this point with things going on in the NFL, it seems like every day something is going going on. Something else, somebody else might get traded or you know, whatever's going on out there. I'm sure there's more. There might be some more trades coming. There's going to be some signings. I mean, people being franchise tagged, right and right and left here: Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, David Nanook, uh, Dalton Schultz. These guys are going back to their teams on a one-year deal unless they can get a a contract done. Again, there's a lot of stuff that will be going on, and hopefully, by the t- hopefully, I'll get a chance to get out, you know, get out, you know, more podcasts, and um, hopefully, I will continue to do the best I can to entertain you the best the best way that I I can. But again, I just want to say thank you for the people that uh, do listen to this podcast. Those people who are tweeting my stuff out. I've had a few people that are on Facebook. Friends of mine on Facebook that I figured if I could maybe like one or two that do listen to it, I want to thank them for doing so. And like I said, I'm trying my very best to get together. I know a lot of people are fancy dancy when it comes to this stuff they like to um, do music start their show off and uh, trust me I've tried to put music into it into the show but uh, have a hard time doing it so I say screw it forget it I'm gonna do what I can do right here but again I want to say thank you for those who do listen to this podcast and Hopefully, we'll get a chance to get to another 50 here soon. We'll, we'll see. I enjoyed 
I certainly enjoy doing what I'm doing and uh, hope to continue continue to do it. We got a few more minutes before the uh, before I do this episode. Um, I like the episode. Uh, speaking of franchise tags, the Cincinnati Bengals did use a franchise tag on Jesse Bates. And again, I will give the Bengals credit. This was a nice, nice move. Believe me. Again, he didn't have the he didn't have the best season in the world this past year, but when it came time to get the, to getting stuff done, he did in the playoffs. He did in the AFC Championship game. He did pretty well in Super Bowl Super Bowl. So again, it's nice. It's it's, it's they had no choice. They did what they had to do, and I had no problem. Hopefully, the Bengals can get. Him under contract. He'll have a few, few more solid years with with the uh, with the Cincinnati Bengals, and hopefully my Bengals they can they can go out there, they can get some offensive linemen to come in and help protect one Joe Burrow. But to be honest with you, we all know that. To be honest with you, I think Burrow had more protection. I think they had a chance to even beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. But that's the what if, could have, should have type of scenario, right? But I'm guessing that's probably what they're going to do. Hopefully that's probably what they're going to try to do in free agency. I'm certain for sure I would think they would take some offensive line again in this year's draft. Or so, or so you would think. I don't know what the office, I don't know what uh, Dick Tobin is thinking, but Dick has done, has done a pretty decent job with the Cincinnati Bengals when it comes to drafting the last few years. He's done a good job building a pretty decent Cincinnati Bengals team. Now, you know, Bengals, they're asking that Bengals, some people have the Bengals maybe being the third best team in the AFC behind the Chiefs and the Bills. It's nice to say that. I don't think they're the third best team in the AFC behind those two, by those two, two teams. I think there's a lot. There are a few teams that might be better. I'm interested to see if the Rams, if the, excuse me, the Rams, if the Raiders, they're completely healthy. Can the Browns get back on track? Are the Chargers, are the Broncos, can the Raiders get back there? The Titans, can the Colts find a quarterback? There's a lot of teams in the AFC that have a chance to be a top-notch team in that conference this year. I don't know if I put the Bengals as the third-best team. I'm sure, again, a lot of people are a prisoner of the moment for what they did this past season. And they had a wonderful season. They got to the Super Bowl. Nobody ever thought they could do it. Heck, I didn't think they could do it. With Jesse Bates, I got no problem with the Bengals doing what they did. They had to do what they did. Jesse's a good player. He's been a solid player for the Bengals for since he got drafted at Wake Forest. Jesse, I wish you the best of luck. Hope you, hope you get your money. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is all for this week's, at least this episode right here. Thank you for joining me, and I will see you again very soon.